This is The Runwave, candid chats with real runners about topics that affect the running community. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Runway Podcast. I am your host, Kim. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If you are a return listener, welcome back to The Runway. I've been going for a minute, but I'm back with the jump off. (laughs) If you are sitting under a rock which I hope you are not if you're in the running community, this weekend, this Sunday is the New York City Marathon. Yay! Which happens to be, of course, my favorite marathon. I am a born and bred New Yorker. I am from the Bronx. And, you know, not only because I'm from here, just New York City is the best marathon. I mean, we have the best atmosphere. You're going to have people cheering for you from like mile three to mile 26.2. It is literally a party on the pavement. So, you know, I love this time of year. I get excited when it comes around. I'm actually going to be doing a race the day before the New York City Marathon, so I won't even be in New York City the Friday and the Saturday, which I'm a little sad about, but I've experienced it before. You know, I know how it is. I will be here Sunday for the race and the after festivities. So, you know, it's still going to be an incredible weekend for me, for all of my friends that are running, for everyone else that is running the New York City Marathon. This is the show for you because I am giving you my tips on how to basically have a successful New York City Marathon, what you can expect, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And, you know, I kind of consider myself a New York City Marathon vet. I think I said this in last year's guide. (laughs) You know, I... (coughs) Excuse me. If you hear me cough, I'm getting over a cold. So you might hear a a cough here and there. (coughs) Excuse me. It's not COVID. (laughs) But yeah, I've done New York City Marathon four times. I have... uh, Let me see, 2015, 2016, they look basically the same, 15 and 16 medal. If you're watching this at home, on your phone, wherever, I'm showing you the the hardware that I have from the marathon. 2018, the medal was actually really, really cool. And then I did 2019 where we got the the Big Apple medal. I think this was like one of the most unique New York City marathons because it was in the shape of an apple. So I'm so happy that I got to do it that year. But yeah, four New York City marathons on my belt. So I can tell you a little bit about the experience. And, you know, just from a real runner's perspective and things have changed from last year. So that's why I wanted to make a new guy because last year was like the first New York City, you know, in COVID. So there were like a lot of precautions last year that are not being implemented this year. So we're going to get into all of that. Let's get started. So like I said, things are very different from last year. If you're coming in to New York City from out of town, if you're flying into JFK or LaGuardia Airport, especially JFK, if you're flying into JFK, don't waste your money taking an Uber, a Lyft, whatever, because the prices are exorbitant. I came back to New York um, from Atlanta a week, two weeks ago, and I paid $90 to get home. Granted, I don't live in a, um, in the five boroughs, but I live about 40 minutes from LaGuardia and they got me for $90, y'all. So if you're flying into JFK, you can take the air train 
from is connected to um, the terminal. So you get on the air train, you take that to Jamaica station, and you can either get on the regular subway, we call it the train, or you can take the Long Island Railroad into Penn Station and further take trains from there. But yeah, save your money, you can pay like $5 instead of paying like $100 to get into New York City, Brooklyn, wherever you're staying. So that is my number one tip for this weekend. Use public transportation. Okay, New York City is the biggest city in the world. And we have like one of the best transit systems. It's not the cleanest. (laughs) It is not the cleanest by far, but it runs 24-7. It will get you where you need to go anywhere in the five boroughs. And if you need to connect beyond, you can do that as well. Another tip, if you're taking the subway, if you have an iPhone, I don't know how it works on Android, but if you go into general, go into settings, go into your wallet and scroll down to express transit settings, you can set up a credit card in that section, one that you already have in your wallet. And when you get to the turnstiles at the train or on the bus, you can just tap your phone and go right in. You don't even have to unlock your phone, anything, as long as you have the express transit setting set up. You can also just go to your card in your uh, Apple or Android wallet and tap into the subway or bus system in New York City. You don't have to buy a Metro card any longer. <clears throat> you do not have to buy a Metro card. They charge you a dollar for the Metro cards and you have to fill the Metro card. So save yourself some time, save yourself some money, save the environment, the plastic, and just use your phone to tap in and out of the transit system. And you can go from bus to train, train to bus, and use transfers in between. You're not paying twice, so you can do transfers. So yeah, that's really good. And you know, that's new within the last couple of years that you can tap in and out of like every subway system in New York City. So that's great. Okay, so on to the expo. The expo every year is at the Jacob Javis Convention Center. You can Google where it is. It's literally, it's not in the middle of nowhere, but like nothing. There's like one or two trains that go there or you can get off on 8th Avenue and walk all the way up to 12 to get to the Javits Center. So, you know, you down, use the maps on your phone. They will literally save you so much time and energy and they will tell you how to get everywhere in New York. So getting to the Java Center is fairly easy. You just have to plan out your route, follow your phone. Your phone is smart. It's a smartphone. <laughs> It'll get you where you need to go. The expo is open for three days, Thursday, which is passed already, Friday, which is today when you're listening to this, Saturday, and that's it. So Thursday, the hours were 10 to 8. Um, you did have to choose a time slot to pick up your race materials. They did this last year as well. They don't adhere to this really. So I'm sure you can go at whatever time you want to pick up your bib. They probably just do that to like control the flow of traffic. That started last year during COVID. And I guess they just kept it going this year. So yeah, you chose a time slot to pick up your race materials. And there were X amount of time spots. There were X amount of time slots. There were a bunch of them and go, if you can't get there for your time slot, like don't make a big deal out of it. They're not going to, you know, cut you off when you get to the expo and say you can't come in. The expo is open to the public. So anyone can go to the expo at any time they want. The volunteers, the people that volunteer, they're you and me. You know, they're runners. So they're not going to turn you away to get your bib. So if you can't make your pickup time, don't fret. Just go when you can. And, you know, they want us to come to the expo because they want us to spend money. Hello? (laughs) 
they want your money. So they want you at the expo. They want you down there to get your bib whenever you can get it. So um, go to the expo on either Thursday, Friday or Saturday to pick up your bib. Last year, you actually needed to be vaxxed to get into the Javits Center. That was like anywhere in New York City, like you needed to be vaccinated. And the people that were not vaccinated, they had to pick up their bib outside, like in a side alley. Literally, it was a side alley. <laughs> when I saw it, I said, what? It was It was like a parking lot with gravel. It was like the next block over from the Javits and it was outside. So if you weren't vaxxed, that's where you had to go to pick up your bib. That's no more. All of the COVID, you know, mass mandates, vaccination mandates, those are all, we, COVID is still here. It's alive and well, but the mandates are over in New York City. So you don't have to worry about being vaxxed to run the marathon. You don't have to worry about being vaxxed to enter the Javits Center. You don't need to wear a mask, although a lot of people do still wear masks. I still wear masks most of the time. <laughs> when I'm in, you know, inside with a large amount of people. So, you know, I was just at the London Marathon. I didn't have on a mask. So it just, it, it really, it depends. It's a personal preference and, you know, better safe than sorry. So if you feel safer wearing your mask, wear your mask. You're going to be running with 40, 50,000 people on Sunday. So I, at that point, <laughs> it just really doesn't matter because you're not going to run the race in your mask, right? So, you know, enjoy yourself for the weekend. Hopefully you were vaccinated in the past. You had COVID, you have the antibody. So, you know, don't worry too much about that. Just have a good time and enjoy yourself. So again, this is new. They did have this last year as well, but there was no race day back check. Do you hear me? There was no race day bag check. Now they had this last year for the first time. This was new because before you can, you would check your bag at the start line. There were UPS trucks at the Verrazano bridge. They were, you know, when you started the race, you saw them lined up and you know, you would hand in your stuff at the start line. That's no more. You have to check your bags ahead of time. So same as uh, 2021 and 2022, you had the option to pre-check your race bag at Ramsey Playfield, Rumsey Playfield <laughs> in Central Park. So you have to do that either Friday, November 4th or Saturday, November 5th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, you will pick up your race materials post-race at the finish line. Well, after you cross the finish line, because remember... When you cross that finish line, you have to walk a mile to get out of the park. <laughs> so you will pick up your things from bag check, you know, a, a while after you finish. Um, registration for the pre-bag check closed September 15th. So if you did not register to check your bag, don't be trying to go up there and check your bag. I mean, you, you can always try. You never know. I'm, I'm always one for closed mouths don't get fed. So <laughs> I would try if I wanted to check a bag and see what they would do. But it does say that um, you had to pre-register to check your bag. And that time has since passed, unfortunately. So this is also the same as last year. All runners get a poncho. Yay! Now, I when I recorded last year's things you should know, I didn't know that all the runners were getting a poncho. Everyone was in the comments saying, Kim, all the runners get a poncho. You know, everybody likes to make you, <laughs> you know, when you're wrong, they got to call you out on it. Yes, y'all all called me out on it. But this this year, I know all runners are getting a poncho. Now, 
this has been the same doggone poncho since I did this race, since before I did this race. The poncho has not changed. So this is the poncho, y'all. I don't know if it's going to be different this year. I hope it is, but I think that they bought like a million of these ponchos and we're going to have this same poncho until they get rid of them. <laughs> so the poncho is blue. It says NYRR, New York Roadrunners on the front. On the back, it says New York City Marathon. The logo's on there. It says Tata Consultancy Services. I suppose when they get a new sponsor, they're going to have to change these ponchos. But for now, it's still TCS, New York City Marathon. And y'all going to get these same blue ponchos. <laughs> I need to stop laughing at this. It cracks me up every year. But yeah, I love this poncho. It is. It has a hood. It's fleece line. It velcros. The inside is all fleece line. So you really do not need to check a bag at the finish line unless like you're a major sweater and you're going to be wet or I, I mean, it's mm, I don't know. I just don't think you need to check a bag at, at New York City Marathon because you get this awesome poncho at the finish line. And this thing keeps you so freaking warm. I love this poncho. It's like it's probably one of the best race perks that you can get. And yeah, these ponchos are great. And all of you will get one of these ponchos. I love it. And you know, when you go to get your poncho, the volunteers are there. You know, they put it on you. They put the hood on you. They close it up. And you know, you just feel amazing once you have walked your mile outside of Century Park. Let me tell y'all. <clears throat> when you finish this race, you have to walk one mile essentially out of Cent just to get out of Central Park. It is, it, and, and you know what? If you're not in the first or second wave and if you're not super fast, when you're finishing, chances are it's going to be dark or the sun is just going to be setting. So the sun is gone, it gets cooler, and you're walking out of Central Park and you don't get that poncho until you get out of the park. And then you have to walk back uptown if you're going back to Columbus Circle to get on the train or if you're cutting, I don't know, whichever way, it's a lot of walking. So be prepared for the walk. <laughs> you think you're over and you can just go back to your hotel or go home and do what you have to do, but it's gonna be a minute before you get to that. So keep that in mind. The Saturday before the race, there are a million and one shakeout runs going on. I mean, New York City, the run crew scene has multiplied exponentially. So there is a shakeout run in every run crew. Some crews have combined their shakeout run or they're running with, you know, the companies that sponsor them. So it'll be multiple crews at a run. But I am just going to give a shout out to a few of the shakeout runs. You can go on Instagram. You can hashtag shakeout, hashtag New York City Marathon shakeout, hashtag marathon shakeout, and just look at the most recent posts and everyone's posting about their shakeout runs. So just go in there and, you know, get your shake. When I was in London, now did the London Marathon, I'm going to do a recap. I was trying to wait until, you know, everything was over to not steal anyone's shine, but... <laughs> When I was in London, the group I went with, we hosted a shakeout run and the people that joined us from London, they were like, what is a shakeout run? Like, <laughs> I think it's an American thing because they said we, we don't run the day before a marathon. We rest. <laughs> they rest. So it's like some crazy American thing to run 
before you race. And, you know, when I started doing marathons years and years ago, there there were no shakeout runs. So I don't know if this is something. Let me know, y'all. Is this something new that someone decided to conjure up? I don't know, a few years ago just to get together with their people before a race. Like when did the shakeout run originate? Let me know. So, yeah, let me give you a few uh, shakeouts that are happening. I run with Adidas Runners. They are having a shakeout run Saturday, 7.15 a.m. It starts at the Adidas flagship store on Fifth Avenue. Um, If you had the Runtastic app, I think it's just called Adidas Running now so just uh, search for the adidas running app and um, you have to find the new york city running community and all of the marathon events that they're hosting for the weekend are listed there so that's one um on friday actually not saturday so this is the day before the day before the shakeout (laughs) um meb is hosting a shakeout with our friend tommy runs who is on the show um that's going to be in montclair new jersey at fleet feet so if you want to shake out the friday before the marathon that's friday morning at 9 a.m that's a go you can meet meb you could get the thumbs up picture because you know every picture that meb takes he has a thumbs up I have a couple of them, (laughs) but he's so nice. So if you want to meet an American marathoner, the Boston Marathon winner, check this uh, race out on Friday at Fleet Feet. Meb will be there. Who else? Nike is having a shakeout run and a lot of run crews that are sponsored by Nike will be there. So that is Saturday at 11 a.m. And I like 11 a.m. I like it. You don't have to get up super early in the morning. 11 a.m. is a good time for a shakeout run. So that's at 548 West 22nd Street. Um, you can find, you can RSVP probably in the Nike app, the Nike running app. I didn't look it up, but that's usually how you register for their runs. So look in the running app, in the Nike running app, and see if you find that run. And yeah, there are going to be a lot of people there. It's Nike. It's going to be big. <laughs> So go check it out if you want to, you know, shake out with the Nike crew. And, you know, I heard the goat is in town. So the goat, y'all know who the goat is? Kipchoge. He might show up to this run. You never know. (laughs) Who says you never know? Lotto, New York City Lotto. You never know. So this would be a good shakeout run to pop into because I want to, I still haven't met the goal. I want to meet the goal. I'm not going to be here though. So also believe in the run is having a shakeout run Saturday at 1030. It's going to be from Fleet Feet in Columbus Circle, formerly Jack Rabbit. If you're familiar with New York City, um, there's like a mall in Columbus Circle. You go upstairs one flight come around the escalator straight to to the left to the back there is a fleet feet used to be jack rabbit new york running company (laughs) as well so they host runs multiple times during the week there um they are having a shakeout run they're having swag i think they're having food they're having drawings for um uh i think they're having drawings for items as well so go ahead and check that out That is Saturday at 10.30. All right, so let's talk about race day, Sunday. So getting to the New York City Marathon will literally make or break your day. (laughs) 
logistically, New York City is probably the worst marathon to get to because the start of the marathon is in Staten Island. Now, I am a native New Yorker. The only times that I have been to Staten Island is to run the Staten Island half marathon and to run the New York City marathon. I don't know one soul that lives on Staten Island. I have never been there socially for anything. I've never been invited to anything there. You just, we, you just don't go to Staten Island unless you live there. <laughs> and there's a reason. It's Staten Island. It's like in the middle. It's literally at the end of New York, basically New Jersey. You have to either, the only way there is by ferry because it's, it's you know, water separates it. So I have gone to the marathon two ways. I have taken private transportation, which was a bus. It was a cheese bus. <laughs> they picked us up. It left from Long Island from a local running store. It was super early in the morning because the Verrazano Bridge closes very early. So you have to get over the bridge while it's still open and your transportation has to get off of the bridge before they shut it down, you know, both ways. So I took private transportation to uh, Staten Island. And then we sat in McDonald's for like four hours. And this was back when it was cold. Like it's unseasonably warm now, global warming, all that good stuff. But in 2015, it was cold. It was brick. So we were happy to be able to sit in that McDonald's for that time and stay warm. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend that because there are not many places that you can, you know, be warm in Staten Island. But again, it is unseasonably warm in New York. It's going to be, I think, 70 degrees on race day. Let me check. Okay, right now, Sunday, the low says 62 the high says 73. So it's going to be, uh, I mean, I love those. If I was running, I would love it. I know a lot of people think that that's too warm for running. But remember, this is New York City. It's fall. This is not the South. This is not the West Coast. There is a bite to the air in the morning. So don't go outside thinking that, you know, you're going to walk to the start line in your tank top and shorts. Put your layers on. Put a long sleeve shirt, a sweater, put some pants or some sweats on so you retain your body heat, you know, while you're traveling. Because it's going to be a long day, depending on how you get to the start. I mean, my recommendation is always to take the ferry because the ferry is public transportation. You can get to the ferry terminal whenever you want. I know you signed up for a ferry slot time, but you don't have to adhere to that time. The ferry is public transportation. There's going to be people going to work. You're going to see them in the ferry terminal. There's going to be people, you know, going home from the club. (laughs) There's going to be regularly dressed people on that ferry with you. So if your wave starts at 10 o'clock and you were supposed to get a 6.30 or 7 o'clock ferry, Forget that. You don't want to get to the start village and be standing around for three hours or nothing. There's nowhere to sit. There is nowhere to sit. Okay, listen to me. You will have to stand up or you're going to have to sit on the dirty floor. You're going to have to bring like a cardboard or something to sit on. There's nowhere to sit in that village. So take the ferry. You can stay in the ferry terminal on the New York City side Or you can take the ferry across and then stay in the terminal on the Staten Island side. 
you can't go wrong with either option because it's warm, their bathrooms, their food options there, their seats, you know, it's, it's, you get the best of both worlds. I mean, if you signed up to take like the Midtown bus or something, I mean, it's nice if you're in the earlier waves because you're not waiting around that long. But if you're like in wave three, four or five, you don't want to be taking a bus and and you're just stuck standing around the village for three hours. Like there's what are you going to do for three hours? There's nothing to do there. So trust me, take the ferry. Even if you sign up for the bus, go take the ferry and just get to the just get on the ferry. Give yourself two hours to get Across to Staten Island, after you get to Staten Island, you have to take a bus. You know, they charter buses. You have to take a bus to the village. It's not far, but I don't know what kind of route they take. It takes like another 30 minutes to get from the ferry terminal to the village. So give yourself like two hours before your wave starts to commute from New York City, from the bottom of New York City, over to Staten Island, from the Staten Island Ferry Terminal onto the bus and to the Star Village. You need at least minimum of two hours just to be on the safe side. One year, I like cut it really, really close and I miss my wave. (laughs) I miss my wave because, you know, I don't like waiting around. I like getting there and just running, but I cut it like, like I saw my wave go. Like I just, I like just missed it. So I went in the wave after, which, you know, is, is, it sucked because the later you start, the the nighttime is going to catch up to you. And, you know, I usually finish like right before it gets dark. So, you know, you want, cross your fingers, your finish line pictures to be <laughs> during the day. You don't want to be finishing at night, which there's nothing wrong with finishing in the, in the dark. A finish is a finish as long as you, you know, get in under the the course cutoff time, a finish is a finish. So finish when you want to finish, but I like to finish when it's daylight. I want my finish line pitches to be during the daylight, not in the dark. <laughs> so don't be like me that year. Get to your um, corral or time and start when you're supposed to start. But if you can't, that's no problem. Start in the next wave. It's a party on the pavement. Have your fun and, you know, make it do what it do. Okay, so I'm not really going to talk about the course because people have analyzed the course forever in a day. But I will say this, the course starts on the Verrazano Bridge and it is like a steady incline for a mile. So don't go out there thinking like, this is mile one. I got all this energy. I'm going to bank all this time. Don't do it. Don't you do it (laughs) because it will catch up to you. I mean, unless you've been training extensively extensively on hills, you don't want to like push it at the start. You know, just be easy, enjoy yourself and, you know, take it easy that first mile, mile and a half, because once you get to the top of the bridge, you'll, you know, you'll go down and, you know, you'll, you'll feel the ride and you'll enjoy it, but don't kill yourself that first mile. And, you know, there's, you're going over like four or five bridges on this course. And like the 59th Street Bridge heading into mile 16, it it's okay, I skipped ahead. <laughs> but yeah, the 59th Street Bridge headed into mile 16, it's like it's like two miles long. 
And the first part is an incline. So all of the bridges in New York City, you're going to be going over a bridge. You're going to be like a steady incline the entire way. And steady inclines, I mean, they don't, when you're looking at it, it doesn't look bad. But when you're running it, it is bad. (laughs) So don't kill yourself on these bridges and, you know, take your time. If you need to walk, walk. Once you get to that almost mile 16, everybody's going to be walking over that 59th Street Bridge unless you're like in wave one or wave two. After that, everybody's going to be walking over that bridge. So if you need to walk, walk it out. You know, don't overdo it because once you come off of that 59th Street Bridge to mile 16, like as soon as you hit that corner, you're going to see the crowds. Everyone's going to be screaming your name and you're going to get that boost of energy and you're going to want to jet up First Avenue. So yeah, that's just my advice on the course. There are so many course breakdowns. You can Google them and they'll tell you all about the course. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, just take it easy. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the crowds. The New York City crowds are amazing. And you're going to, if this is your first marathon your first new york city marathon you're gonna really enjoy yourself okay moving on uh after the race there's gonna be a ton of parties right it's new york city it's the city that never sleeps (laughs) we are going to party post marathon so i'm not gonna tell you which parties to go to again google is your friend instagram is your friend go on the gram and find a party. You do not want to go home or go to your hotel and lay down. You don't want to do that. Go back, take a shower, change your clothes and hit the streets. Put your metal on and hit the streets. <laughs> you want to enjoy your time in New York City post-marathon. You want to bask in the glory. And that is like the best recovery that you, I always go out after the marathon. The only marathon I didn't go out after is Boston because I was hurting. I couldn't go out. <laughs> So if you can't go out, I know the feeling. That's the first time that I did not go out post-marathon. But if you can get out, you know, take your shower, clean up, you know, get right and hit the streets and have fun because that's like the best recovery is keep to keep moving. So go out, have fun, drink, eat, be merry, dance, and enjoy your New York City Marathon victory because you've earned it. Now, Monday is like Metal Monday. It's like a whole thing in New York City. I know I never go to work on Monday if I run New York City Marathon because, you know, that's my recovery. Walking around on Monday makes Tuesday and Wednesday better and you recover faster from the marathon if you keep moving. So Metal Monday, New York World Runners has a whole setup in Central Park by Tavern on the Green. Um, they have a tent there. You can buy finisher gear, buy New Balance, and <clears throat> God, the New Balance gear is so bad, y'all. I it's it's bad. <laughs> New Balance was a sponsor at the London Marathon, and I didn't buy one thing. Just like the stuff was so cheap. I'm sorry, it was cheap at the finish line. They gave out the finisher shirt. The finisher shirt was just like. It was purple. It was no design to it. It was just, it was bad. And I saw the New York City Marathon finisher shirt and it's bad too. I mean, I don't know what's going on. It's 
Like New Balance is like, we're, we want to write out these contracts and be done with it because they're just putting no effort into this gear. So, I mean, I know people are going to buy the gear. They probably already bought the gear, but yeah, you can get finisher gear Monday in Century Park. You can also get it at the NYRR hub. They should have some too. And, you know, they have metal engraving there as well. They're used to, they used to have free metal engraving at, um, New York Running Club, which is now Fleet Feet. I was trying to find if they had it this year, but I don't see anything on their website saying they do. So if you know anyone that's doing that is doing free metal engraving, let um, us know or you can pay. I think it's like $27 to um, get it done at New York World Runners. And they also have it during the week at the hub. So if you can't get it done Monday, you can get it done another day of the week if you're still in the city at the NYRR hub. All right, so that is my tips and tricks, my guide to the New York City Marathon. I hope you enjoyed it. If this is your first time running the marathon, please enjoy yourself, have fun doing it. You don't want this time to pass you by and you don't remember what happened. You know, you want to enjoy this experience and just take it all in because, it's, I mean, people don't... In New York, we do it over and over because we have nine plus one and we can keep doing it. But a lot of people don't get to do this race over and over. So it is an experience that you will never forget. And just don't let it pass you by. Take it in. Remember the moments. Remember the people screaming your name. And, you know, you will never have another one like it. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the runway podcast. I do have more to come. So (laughs) when you see those notifications pop up on your phone that it's a new episode, it's real. I'm back. Hey, so I will catch y'all in the next one. Later. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Run Wave. If you are a runner that has a story to tell, feel free to email hello at therunwave.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at The Run Wave. Don't forget to follow The Run Wave on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are The Run Wave on all platforms. Subscribe to our email list. It is listed down below in the notes of this show. And subscribe to The Run Wave on YouTube, the visual episode of this show will be posted there.